0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get ready for life after the Champions League. Giovanni Van Bronker says he wouldn't have swapped Rangers Champions League experience despite the poor results. Celtic must be ready to sell when the time is right to keep evolving in the Champions League according to Ange Postacoglu and it could be another weekend of handball drama as Stephen Robinson's fears are anything to go by. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. If Giovanni Van Bronckhurst wouldn't change a thing about Rangers Champions League run then he's on his own because every supporter, man, woman and child would disagree with the manager. And Ange Postacoglu is preparing the Celtic fans for the sale of Jota and Rio Hatati in the summer. Good, a nice cynical start that kicks us off for the first 30 seconds of the show, Kenny. Um... We're back again for another uh, post-Champions League examination But straight away feeding into what becomes a massive weekend of domestic stuff Well thankfully this will be the last time we probably will have to talk <laughs> about that Because I think both, uh, well definitely from a Rangers perspective There'll be a huge relief that the the games are done the, the, There's three more games, domestic games before a, a shutdown a, a shutdown I think that needs to be used for Rangers In terms to get everybody back fit, to do some work, to get the maybe instill a little bit more belief and confidence in the players uh, but definitely relief after the, the Champions League campaign I know even on the other side of the city with Celtic I felt they were well in games I know it's been well documented but ultimately disappointing the, the points total disappointed that they failed probably even get third and, and get the Europa League so disappointment all round actually in Scottish football in this uh, in this uh, European campaign It dawned on me Hugh that six weeks six weeks after the Champions League football Feel like we've had the exact same response every single week. Every oh. single week, the Celtic fans have been content, if that's the right word, with yep. with the efforts, with the some of the performance, and naturally disappointed by the results. And every single match day we've had, the Rangers fans have been pretty angry and frustrated. N- none of it's changed. Every single match day, yep. we've came here on the Friday with pretty much the same picture to look back on. Rangers failed spectacularly. And are the worst ever in Champions League history. Celtic, the supporters have exaggerated Celtic's group. It amounts to, and I'll say it again, two points, four goals, bottom of the group section and out of Europe before Christmas. That is not a success, no matter how you try Mm. to paint it as one. The most (laughs) successful team in group stage football, Hearts, because they get more points, they get more goals and they didn't finish bottom. The Jambos getting the big talk up um, But is that that is the case Kenny isn't it I get, I get what Hugh's saying But ultimately I, I'm not sure if Celtic fans would call it a success Because you can't But what they are Tend to phone in and say Is that they've found some positives Now how many? Fine Up to the individual And and I think they should have You know I really, I really do Even the other night At the Bernabeu You know there's chances created There's penalties there There's opportunities Yeah you lost the game convincingly But it was some ruthless finishing For Real Madrid Uh that obviously got to it got the five one win in Glasgow. We said it on this show pretty much for weeks and weeks running last year. Last year was a really strange year where everybody was happy. 
there's always one team getting it in the neck and there's mm. always one team. And at sure. the moment, the narrative is run about Celtic at the moment. There's positivity surrounding Ange's appointment, winning the league last year, the way they're playing, the style of the And therefore the there must be negativity. And absolutely, and again, I get it. Rangers are also not helping by the fact that they've not been <laughs> really performing at the levels that they should be. But at the moment, Celtic are the ones getting the positivity, and probably rightly so, and Rangers because of the performances and, the, and that Champions League heavy defeats and that record, that unwanted record that Hugh's already thrown into the show, is uh, it just leads to a lot of criticism. I believe in only one thing. Tables. The table for the Premiership and at the group stage, mini-league tables. And in terms of Celtic and Rangers, Rangers were diabolical and they're stuck with this label until somebody even worse comes along next season, the one after, or however many years after. But Celtic, it still amounts to two points, four goals, bye-bye. 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. It was press conference day for many uh, of the clubs as well. Let's start hearing from them because this might prompt you uh, to get in touch and let us know how you're feeling about your respective team What about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst He says he wouldn't swap the Champions League for the Europa League Despite Rangers' uh, very tough experience at the top level uh, And again, further uh, comments on the lack of finances to compete in Europe But much like the other teams in Scotland uh, When compared to Celtic and Rangers I want to be in Champions League You know, the, Our dream was to be in Champions League after 12 years And especially when you have to you know, uh, go up a level, you know, the expectations still will be there. But, um, and that's why you, you will have, you know, the games we had in, in Europe, you know, with, with big defeats, you know, and that's, but that's part of the game. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed anything that had happened this year for my team and their experience. So we, we, we face Liverpool who has maybe, I don't know how many times, maybe eight, ten times more budget and then we lose as well. And then it's, what we have in in, 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 in in Scotland with the difference in money and spending, we feel the same in the Champions League. And that's you know, that's just facts and, and, and how European football is you know is, is hard and that um, doesn't mean you can get good results because we show that in Europe but on the long haul it's it's very difficult. I can hear David Martindale right now Hugh Keevan uh-huh. saying Ah no 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 Because you might have a budget Eight times smaller than Liverpool And two and a half times smaller than Ajax But our budget is 40 times yeah. Smaller than yours Mr Van Bronckhurst That was certainly the point he tried to make on uh, Television at the end of the game last week wasn't it I think he's wandering a bit now Giovanni Van Bronckhurst you know, He said he wouldn't change anything that happened Are you no, kidding? I, I think to I be think fair I, I, yeah, let, yeah, I think but, what he meant no, is he'd me rather be there Yeah yeah But when he was there All he did was talk about Well you can't expect us to beat them Whoever mm. them were uh, you know, So make up your mind I mean you want to be there Well therefore get on with it Not prior to every game Against a Liverpool or a Napoli Or an Ajax Tell us that You can't expect us to beat them Surely Let's bring in Mark Who's on the line And see how he feels At the end of another busy week Mark Hi panel First of all I agree with Hugh Keevans The manager's talking rubbish um, First of all Europe has been a disaster um, And I certainly He might want to be there I certainly don't want to be there The only purpose of being In the Champions League Is you, number one You get money Sign good players And number two You learn from your mistakes And, and the manager's proven because it starts with the manager. 
that they've not learned from anything. And the, the money situation is, is it just doesn't wash with the support. It's not it's just not true. I've watched teams like Maccabi Haifa, Shakhtar, the next Polish teams, all, all teams can take results. Rangers have never had the same money as Barcelona and Real Madrid, but they've still been able to get results over the years. So, so the, the money that 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 just doesn't wash. My bigger bigger concerns here is number one, we've still got we've still got him in charge, and there is no comp. The fans have no confidence, no confidence in the manager because um, he cannot. He doesn't learn from mistakes. It doesn't inspire tactics or woeful. We don't know how we play. Um, and really, the board have, have, have got a, a due diligence here, and they have it. This is the, the biggest, my biggest gripe tonight, and, and the, with you guys, my complaints are that we have heard nothing from the director of football in six months, nothing, um, and nothing from from an absent Douglas Park who doesn't even speak at the ATMs, which is in a week, two weeks' time. So, it really, the, the club has been ran in the guttery just now, in the guttery, because. There has been a hundred million pound come in. That's fact. That's not. That's not just pie in the sky. If they look at the maths between the season tickets, the Europa League run, the Champions League run. So, if we have an absent director of football, an absent chairman, a manager that is not good enough, and I really don't know where we go. The, the manager should have been out a few weeks ago. They could take twelve goals off St Johnson on Sunday. Not that they will. St Johnson will give us a blooming good game. But the point is, it doesn't matter. The, the results have already happened. The 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 signings have been shocking. The only one half decent signing got player of the the month today. Chola has been half decent. The rest of them, and I include the Turkish boy, are not and have not been good enough. So uh, my point is, we need to hear from the director of football now. We need to hear from the chairman. This AGM could potentially be explosive because the fans want to vote them out. Um, so to get your thoughts on that, guys. Take it away, whoever fancies it. Well, first of all, I don't think that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst realises how rank-and-file supporters, and I hope, Mark, you don't object to that title, rank-and-file supporters like Mark feel when he comes out with this stuff about, ah, I'd change nothing. Uh, well, try changing 7-1 at home to ah, Liverpool. But on, but that's not what he means, is it? He's not saying he wouldn't change the result. He means he would still rather have been there and get the batterings that they did than not have been there. Yeah, but I repeat, every he, he has been there, and when he was there, mm-hmm. and when they were playing Liverpool, he told you that it was unrealistic to expect... Well, that's, that's fine, but it's a different thing. And every team. So I, I don't think he really understands the distance he puts between himself and the rank and file supporters when he comes out with all this stuff. As for the director of football, uh, I can understand that Mark's uh, aggravation, irritation, call it what you like, but as a general rule... You never hear from the director of football at Rangers or Celtic or any other club. It, 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 there's a kind of rule here that you 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 listen to the manager mm-hmm. and it, what he yeah. thinks about things. It depends. Sometimes they pop up every now and then, though, don't they? Well, they pop up when things are yeah. going really well, and that's when you see people in those yeah. roles. But uh, they tend not to be, as a rule. They tend not to be put up for press conferences. Well, what do you think, Kenny? Right, this notion because Giovanni van Bronckhorst has said it today. He would still rather have been, you know, still rather have been there than than not, if you like it. Is 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 that the case, or can a campaign like Rangers have had, like finances aside, obviously, can it can it be detrimental? Where you actually would prefer that it that it didn't take place? How, how does that work? No, 
Not, not for me Never You're paying for years and years and yeah. years To get back to Champions League level The reality is Rangers never, did not perform Over the course of that game There was little spells in some games uh, First half against Liverpool First hour against Napoli Maybe the last half hours against Napoli And Ajax when the games were effectively pretty much done And, and they took their foot off the gas You've been pining for years for Champions League football you know, so you can't turn your nose up at it. The bottom line is, Rangers have not been performing this season. Mm -hmm. Mark's talked about it. You know, the performances have not been... Forget Champions League results. Domestic performances have not been good enough. And this notion, hey, let's go into the Europa League because we would have done this. I've just looked through some of the groups here. This Rangers team, the way they're playing at the moment, and you know, they're good players. There's, make no mistake about it. It's a good team. We've seen it last year. Look at Arsenal, PSV, Bodo and Zurich. That's not easy if you're not playing well and putting in these level of performances. There's well, it was Man United's group. Man United, else like yeah. uh, uh, Tiraspol, I think, are in that yeah. as well, who beat Real Madrid last year. You've got Union, who we've already played this year. Rangers have already played this year and, and obviously got through a fantastic result. Union Berlin flying high in the Bundesliga. Sporting Braga and Malmo, who knocked Rangers out last year. You know, so it's not this notion of, oh, we'll just go in Europa League and we'll, we'll be fine, we'll get to the final. Mm. That, that's, last year was an incredible run. And a team that were high on confidence High on belief And every single one of their players Were playing at the top of their game This year I don't even think you're seeing 67% of the, of the teams Or the individual's capabilities And that's why the domestic scene's mm. not been so good either Hence Mark saying St Johnston Probably will give Rangers a mm. pretty good game on Sunday So are you confident that Again bank balance aside You're confident that this Champions League campaign Won't have damaged Rangers In any sort of lasting way Whether it's confidence or you know whatever I think it has you know, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And and I've, what I would say is, with, with, with this particular Champions League season, has been so condensed over a seven-week period where it normally would have been stretched out for at least another maybe four, five, six weeks. Every time Rangers have kind of had a heavy result, they now have to have a response domestically. And more often than not, at the start of the campaign, they did. You know, 4-0, hearts away, always a tough place to go apparently, they go and get a 4-0 at Tynecastle. Mm -hmm. then they go and get an absolute heavy defeat through the week, every time they've tried to make a wee step forward to maybe build a bit of momentum or confidence, one of these heavy Champions League defeats has came, so I think, and also I think that's put a real physical and mental strain on the squad that has led mm -hmm. to guys getting injuries that were never ever seen injured for five years, guys like Conor Goldson, you know Ryan Jack has been, always been injured a lot, but that intensity of games constantly, it it puts a pressure on you When you're constantly getting barred For pillar to post About your performance as well It definitely has affected them Now It's done It's domestic football now For here till May The sole focus now Has to be success mm. Trophies and league A quick year by the way It's pretty much a year in the job For Giovanni Van Bronker Says today He's still in love with it uh, How's he doing Dave in your mind? Uh, well absolutely not mate. <clears throat> I'm actually calling For the manager to uh, To be sacked now um, for last year, he didn't learn from the Celtic defeat. This year was the exact same. Then he thought that the tactics totally wrong in the Champions League. I've just heard them talk about the Champions League. I've been supporting me. My first game for Rangers was 1961. And, and I've never been so embarrassed about results. Uh, and the disgusting incident with Morelos left out the squad for a game, called into the office. Yes, I told the line boss, no bother. And then I don't think the senior players were happy with that. And Morelos should have been ditched. He should have left Ibrox a long time before. Kent should have been, shouldn't be playing at all. Uh, Tavernier should be on the bench. Loustrum, did you see his celebrations against Livingston? No, you didn't. You didn't see anything. 
Did you see Morales celebrations when he scored that goal uh, the other night? No, you didn't see anything there. So uh, no intensity, no effort. You know, and, and I still say from the last time we was on, there's problems with the training because the 11 players are injured. It's astronomical. I just wanted to see what the guys have to say about that. Other than that, Hugh, everything's fine, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is living game to game now. The completion of the Champions League group, the title of worst ever, which uh, Rangers are stuck with until somebody even worse comes along, all of that's hanging over them. And uh, when they go to St Johnston, this is the perfect weekend, the perfect storm, because Celtic play first. We'll see what reaction they have to losing 5 1. To Madrid in the Bernabeu But they have the opportunity tomorrow Against Dundee United The second bottom club in the league To stretch their league over Rangers To seven points Now that makes McDermott Park Even more tasty on Sunday That's why I believe that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is living game to game And see even at that though I wonder if it's become Even deeper for fans like Dave Because let's take where we're at this week then you're not sacking a Rangers manager because he lost 3-1 to Ajax in the Champions League. And the domestic game before that was apparently the best performance of the season yeah. in a 4-1 win against Aberdeen. Yet we're here on Friday and Dave's thought is to call up and say that the manager must go. So well, this this is this isn't knee-jerk because it can't no. be. It can't be based on this week. It's deep-rooted for some people. For, I, I would say now the majority of the Rangers fans are looking at Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and wondering... Uh, What's going on Because He's questionable At so many levels now But Events Change the picture If Celtic win tomorrow And if Rangers were to drop anything In Perth on Sunday It would mm. Increase The clamour Around Dave, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Dave you're not cutting the manager Any slack though I mean I, I know the overall picture Doesn't feel great But what is it It's about 10 injuries At the moment Um you know various things that, that clearly he Well you're saying you think there's something up with the training Fine but you know in terms of trying to win games Against teams like Ajax when you've got all those players out Is there no part of you that wants to Grin and bear this till the World Cup Try and get people back and then and then take stock Well I mean I was one of the people that, that Liked the thought of Van Bronckers being manager But it just hasn't happened There's no intensity No spark No nothing in the team And see to be honest he had two centre-backs to left goal, Cassidy and Bannigan. And he knew that there was two or three centre-backs injured. Now, Cassidy played last night for Zurich. And Bannigan started for Queen's Park Rangers. So, that, that, that's the, the manager has got that role. Cassidy's up front, yes, a success. Lawrence, to agree, yes, a success. The other ones, no. Who's bought the players in and it ain't Van Bronckers? I can tell you that for a fact. Shouldn't you know? Shouldn't I get rid of the Katic and Balogun, Kenny? Um, the Morelos incident has been the root cause. There is a lot. There's a lot going on here for some of the Rangers fans. There is uh, players no celebrating. Apparently goals as well, which I thought actually I can't really recall Morelos's one, but it was the fourth and a four 0 win. Uh, Lundstrom definitely done an e slide towards the corner when he scored after he had checked uh, that he wasn't offside. So uh, I, I get it. I mean the Balogun thing it seems to be <clears throat> one that's. Constantly been there Based on Davies Suter Helander All being injured Over the course of the season And this guy Obviously has been at the club now 
played a part in real success at the club, getting getting the league, getting the cup, all, a Europa League run as well, and a just genuine like decent guy in your in your dressing room as well, a big character in your dressing room. So he's one that always comes up, and I do agree. I do. I, I find it strange that you let a player go, and then for whatever reasons. Definitely no financial because it probably would cost less than what Davis got, and you would definitely have not had to outlay any transfer fee because he was in the building. So there's a, that, that one does remain strange for me. I felt it would have been a good addition, even if it wasn't to play every week. But there you go. When you've got injuries, you've got someone who's more than capable of coming in. So it does seem Dave's like got a, a lot of things going on at the moment, and a lot of them are they're, they're valid points. Getting rid of the manager at the moment for me, I just I still don't think it's the right answer. Uh, thank you, Dave. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, where are you at uh, this week? Some very interesting stuff from Ange Postecoglou. How do they get better in the Champions League? How do they do uh, what some other clubs do? Buy and sell quick and evolve the squad. He says, and we're going to hear uh, from him next. What do you make of that? You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. I'd like to say it was a nice, happy, positive, optimistic Friday night. But you know, you know, Scottish football and some things uh, never change. Let's hear from you, Celtic fans, on 0141-951-1025 because we're about to give you the thoughts of your manager. Ange Postecoglou Of course he's, he was asked today you know, what, what do you need to do then What's next How do you compete Better in the Champions League How do you turn the two points Into something That looks better In the league table uh, What can you do Because obviously You're never going to compete With Real Madrid But how do you start Bridging that gap And he says A key part Is being agile Aggressive in the transfer market And not being scared To sell players At the right time He says they don't need to fear Losing their best players uh, If they Plan Correctly um, We'll play that clip In just a second Let's bring in Kevin And see what he thinks Since he's been hanging on uh, Kevin how do you feel tonight? Uh, I, I just want to go back to um, about, I think You know about success In the Champions League this year I don't think I don't think um, 90% Celtic fans would agree with that. Um, I think what they would say Is there's Certain improvement but improvement doesn't mean success. You know, success would be to be in Europe after after the World Cup. That's not happens. So that's a failure. But saying that, uh, Kevin, the line's a bit ropey. Let's get Chris to, to have another word. Um, I, I think I, that that was aimed at you. Who yeah. he's saying that you know your problem is, or you said at the start of the show, this can't be called a success for Celtic. And Kevin's agreeing. He's saying. We're not seeing a success No one is saying it's a success We just think we've seen improvements Well It's not an improvement either Because Celtic finished with their lowest mm. points total From uh, Champions League participation At the group mm. stage Yeah but so, if you've If you weren't in it at all For the last few years And then you're in it Is that not By I, I, very I think, definition An improvement no? I think we're doing all sorts of gymnastics To try and show that Being bottom with mm. two points uh, is more meaningful than it looks to me. No, but, but you're no, just you're moving the goalposts on that because I'm just asking. You're you're saying it it can't be considered an improvement, but we're talking about an improvement on what? If you've not qualified for something for the last remind me four years, four years and you then do that, that's an improvement, is it not? Well, that has to be. Oh, it has to be your first step. Then, yeah. But take out the word improvement if it annoys you so much. Yeah, but but then the, the games are played and you you don't get 
mm-hmm. a sufficient number of points mm-hmm. and Again, it no one, that's the lowest okay, point point. No, one's ar- no one's arguing that that's See, okay I, though I don't know what the Celtic fans are looking for the Bottom out Now they, they seem to want uh, As well as goal difference They want AM Another column AM Artistic merit um, I'm afraid it comes mm. to Real beat Celtic 8-1 over two games RB Leipzig beat them 5-1 mm-hmm. over two games And they get two draws against a team mm-hmm. Who can't play in their own country yeah. Because there's a war going on I mean, for the life of me But have you I, heard any Celtic fans disagree with that? That's but, what Kevin's but, trying to ask Have yeah, you? Yeah, but what what is it? How would they define? Mm. Give me a, a, a word I, I define it as Inadequate Because you finish bottom With two points mm-hmm. And you're out Give me a word then That <laughs> sums up Celtic's Run But Kevin agrees with that bit of it Anyway I think well, we've got Kevin wh- Where is it we disagree then? Kevin Answer I, the I man think we're, I think <laughs> I think where we disagree Is to say To say that it's inadequate I, I think that's I don't I think that's very strong I think the word that you're looking for And, and what I was saying was There's improvement So With improvement Becomes a A certain level of uh, Shall we say we, You know Optimism uh, So I think I think to say that the Champions League was, you know, people look at it as a success. I don't think that's right. They look at it as improvement. I gave you the word with, inadequate. With, Kevin, I gave you the word inadequate. If you're bottom and you get two points from a possible 18, that's an 11% success rate. That's inadequate. Well, maybe not, maybe not good enough. Maybe not good enough, but certainly not to the standard of, you know, maybe other teams in the Champions League where you feel they would have done better due to their previous... Uh, the previous never, years. never mind other teams. We're discussing Celtic, Kevin. You no. come on to discuss Celtic. Uh, now you, you're absolutely. And you're saying if, if you let me finish. If you let me finish, even even Postecoglou today says you know they have to be more ag- more agile and be better at what they're doing. Nobody's nobody's disagreeing with that. Nobody has. What they're saying is with with the improvement that they've brought this year, there's there's much more sense of optimism around. And that's where the, that's where we're looking at. We're not looking at it as a success. They don't have they don't have qualification in the Champions League. Absolutely, they don't have qualification in Europe. Like absolutely, we're Celtic fans looking for that. Of course they were, but they've not got it. But there's still a sense of optimism because you're going to places like the Bernabeu and creating a lot of chances to which they weren't taking. But years gone by, therefore they amount to nothing. Chances not taken amount to nothing, Kevin. You can't yeah, go on about crazy. chances not taken. If you don't take them, mm. that's your fault. But Kevin would rather create them than not. I think that's all he's. Absolutely. I think that's all he's Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're back to the verbal gymnastics. But we're here. not. You, you, but arguably, you know, you know what? See the see the thing is, this is you're going to go back and forth because everybody's agreeing. You know, apart from the the, the, the word improvement and the word yeah. inadequate, right? The bottom line is Celtic have performed, in my opinion, well in in the games. They should be up against Real Madrid. They've had chances the night. They have not taken their chances again. It's been a theme of the Champions League. I think what Kevin is saying, there's de- there should definitely be optimism that Celtic, with the way mm-hmm. they're playing, with the, with the players they've got, can compete. So mm-hmm. if they're in but Champions you, League again next you year... you disagree with that. You don't think there's optimism? Totally. I, I, I don't... You know, the optimism from losing eight goals to one team, mm-hmm. five to another... But it's, it's not about that. It's not like... like what is it about you, then? Well, if, you, if, you, if you let everybody finish you, then we'll tell you what it's about. 
In a footballing sense It's about a performance And how you play This is the one thing That Celtic fans have been looking at It's the one thing That the Rangers fans Are being desperate to see As a levelly performance So what Celtic have gave In the first week Should be 2-0 up against Rebbe Yes Celtic's fault Callum McGregor Abada Jack Amakis And There was one more Maeda In the second half Should have taken their chances Should have put Celtic up They never But That Irrespective of the scoreline Or irrespective of the chances That have been missed Over the course of the campaign They have created a lot They have been in the games They have showed At stages in these games Long stages That they can compete And that's where The optimism Or the hope That next year If it comes around again That they can Be better You know they can be better They can They can, they can improve Next year Based on what they've seen This year And I, and I agree you know, I, I tend to agree with it. Has it been poor? Has the, the final result in the league table and the points and the goals been inadequate? I, said, I think even Kevin would probably agree with that. But the performance level of Celtic for a lot of these, a lot of this Champions League campaign, in my opinion, has been pretty I good. don't doubt that with Celtic, you get a wee run for your money. I'll put it no stronger than that. You get a wee run for your money with Celtic and you don't with Rangers because they just rolled over in every game. And that's why there were minus 20 goals and no points. However, you're selling me hope. You're selling me it'll be different next mm. season. How do you know? Well, that, but that's what hope is. Here, isn't it? It, it is, it's not, it's not a tangible thing. No one's pretending to know. Well, in, in that case then, if it's not a tangible thing and no one's pretending... Mm. What's the point of it so all? So do you now want to deny Celtic fans hope? Is that, is that, is that not allowed? Uh, I, or any football fan? I hope to be here this time next year. <laughs> so but, do we. Um, you know, I'm trying to take this Group F in isolation. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone is doing, as I say, the, the verbal gymnastics to try and say, oh, it was really better than you think it was, you know. Bottom out. But, have we not got to be because everyone loves this game so much, and it's, there's always a you know an extensive analysis assessment. That's why we're here for so many hours every week. Uh -huh. You've got to accept, and it doesn't. Let's for a second forget Celtic, forget Rangers, forget whoever. You've got to accept that we can't deny football fans the right. It's almost as if you want people to be un to be what's the word I'm looking for? You know, overall, just happy if they win, sad if they lose. And then no in between you know, there's, there's just more to it than that This is a guy here that's played for his country 69 times And is saying that If it were him And I think everyone knows where Kenny's allegiances would lie He would take hope from what Celtic did in the Champions League this season So why is that so So difficult? First of all I'm not denying anyone anything This programme is a forum for freedom of speech And people enjoy that freedom What I'm saying is that Football for me Is entirely Dictated by A bit of mm. paper that says They're first mm. and they're second And they're bottom and they're second bottom um, And therefore But is there no room for nuance in football Like we said last night right? For instance and I, and I know this is an extreme example But say Celtic get absolutely battered right? Five, five of the games Ripped apart Never in it Lose every one And in game six comes along They defend their goal line for 89 minutes they score an own goal up the other end. They end up with three points versus the two this season. Is that a better campaign than the one they just right, had? The, the campaigns are. That's what I mean. It was all about that. That's all I'm trying to establish as to how far May, you would take that logic. Next May, if Rangers have won the title, I want to hear the Celtic fans talk about nuance. Yeah. I mean, you've not answered my question at all, though. Even an attempt no, to answer you're, it. No, but you're, you're, you're going round and round in circles to prove mm. that 
Two goals No no see I'm, Two I'm, points I'm Four goals Bottom out <laughs> Somehow, no, they, they, they're the facts, you know. That, that is it. You can't they argue with that because that's you a fact. Yeah, but you are, but no, you are arguing not, with it. But I'm not listening to what I'm saying. I am not, and neither is Kenny, and neither is Kevin. But you're the only one who's been so black and white about it all. But because you're selling me, we can hope, and there's optimism. These are abstracts. I can only deal in Kenny keeps calling it the facts. Well, there's the facts for you. You know, like you're never going to change Hughes' opinion of of Celtic's uh, Champions League campaign. My opinion on it is there was a lot of positives to take from the performances. Forget the facts, forget the results, the performances, and the way that they went about their business within their mm. games. I can't and deal with a, a, a world that says forget the facts. But Hugh, there's no analysis to be done on your. Po- everybody knows this is what Kevin's trying. There's no argument. There, there is no argument. Everybody knows that Celtic finished bottom and are out. And your big conclusion tonight is to tell us all that Celtic finished bottom and they're out when everybody knows that. That's all Kevin's trying to point out. I, I'm just depressed uh, by Scottish football showing in Europe. Uh, Every one of them Dundee United Motherwell Hearts Rangers oh, Celtic Don't bring us into it For goodness yes, sake you, you sacked your manager <laughs> Because of it I forget about that That's how badly you took it You sacked your manager yeah, On the back of it So we did uh, So I just think It's been depressing And As I say the, the, the verbal Gymnasts Are all over the place Telling me that Hearts did well yesterday When they just Played off the park for me Well I suppose Two wins as you say A million quid in the bank Two mm. Yeah that, Listen, good luck to them. Better than nothing. And Nick, uh, Kevin, final word to you before we move on. Uh, Kenny, I think I think we've, we've I think we've tracked through there. We've went from him changing his uh, circumstances and his quotes to inadequate to maybe Celtic give you a run for your money. So that that will do for me. Maybe we are changing his mind. Yeah, well, we'll all move on and we'll take more of your calls next. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025 and it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Two big games tonight, by the way Aberdeen Hibs and Kilmarnock Livingston. I know some of you get often it sneaks up on you when there's Friday night football, even one game, but there are two tonight and two great fixtures actually. So we'll build up to them. In the not too distant future We've even got championship action Between Cove Rangers and Queen's Park And then it's two games tomorrow in the Premiership Two games on Sunday It's all spread out a bit Hugh But lots to look forward to Well tonight in particular at Pataudry Very intriguing You've got uh, Jim Goodwin on the off the back of a hiding At Ibrox last weekend A very lucky man to get away with 4-1 uh, It could have been 6 or 7 Maybe 8 um, And Hibs have gone above Aberdeen in the table Then you've got all the Ryan Porteous Stuff going on in the background as well So that'll be a top class match Oh I'd forgotten about that yeah. Somehow I don't know how Brilliant Goodwin on the sidelines Porteous centre back Third uh, versus fourth It's a big an game eye on that. You know, Two teams that are going to be absolutely battling Jim Goodwin with his own VAR monitor That's just just oh, Remember this guy used to do the player cam option And you could just watch one player Running around for 90 minutes I wonder if Jim Goodwin's got the option on Ryan yeah. Portis Just to keep a wee Jim, eye on him Jim will be in the stand of course Because uh, today's a, yeah. Tonight's e- a Even easier then A couple yeah. of screens Just to keep a, an eye on it all Let's bring in Tam and Clyde Bank How's it going Tam? Uh, been listening to the show there I've been listening to the comments And obviously Listening to Hugh Hugh Come on Right okay The league table The Champions League table Doesn't lie Right we know that Two points Four goals scored Bottom of the league 
were out. Right, we got the picture, right? However, there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of Celtic supporters I've spoke to over this Champions League campaign for all over Glasgow. Because in my job, I move about all over the city, right? And I meet loads of Celtic supporters. In my own opinion, I know. And every single one of them is the exact same, right? Six matches played. See the first four. Now, I want you to listen to this bit carefully, right? It's all about ifs, buts and maybes, right? And could've, would've and should'ves, right? But if three chances would have went in, right? And the effort that we that we put into the first four matches, we should have collected twelve points there. Match day five was a fair one one draw. That was a point. And then in match day six, we're gub we get battered. We can't I can't argue with that one, right? We should be we should actually be sitting with thirteen points. But to what I just said there, it's all about could have, would have and should have and ifs, buts and maybes. But they, that didn't happen. And by some miracle, unbelievable miracle of a rotten, rotten, unlucky, bad, bad luck. The chances didn't go in. But see the hope and the, and the, and the entertainment that the Celtic support felt in their first four games. We thought, this is what we want to see. We want to see attacking football and we want to have a go. And they did. And I granted the finished, the most unlucky thing about it all is we didn't get third spot. We didn't, we could have been in the Europa League and been playing football after Christmas. But that wasn't going to happen. Can I just say to I think it's I think now it's important that we don't go over old ground too much, right? Hughes nearly walked out the studio and chucked it when you said if those chances had gone in, we'd have thirteen points. Because even Kenny and myself, who were trying to sort of reason with Hugh to an extent before the break, would accept that that's not really how it works. And <coughs> it just right. So let's let's not go over old ground too much. Yeah, Hugh. Um, I don't really know how to to frame it to, to put it in a slightly. Uh, different way Okay I'll try one then Even if you think It is Invalid Even if you think It is wrong As Tam's told you The general feeling Seems to be That Ange Postacoglu Has come out of this group With No damage To his reputation In the eyes of the Celtic fans Right or wrong Let's not go over all ground on that Is that is that then beneficial because you can move forward into the domestic campaign without that being used as a stick to beat you with? As in, you can beat them with it if you want, but the fans don't seem to be in the mood to. And an icon for the Celtic supporters. And uh, nothing will alter that other than results. If Ange doesn't win the league, mm. then the, the fans will want to know why. Because they've mocked Rangers from start to finish. Uh, they've given Rangers one or two real goings over. Uh so as I say Events change everything in football mm-hmm. If Ange wins the league His iconic status is Nailed on And if Ange doesn't win the league Then there'll be trouble mm. now, don't, Like don't get me wrong We'll give it up on Getting Hugh round to your way of thinking Kenny But uh, uh, There is a bit more to it than that isn't there See had Celtic lost all the games uh, or, or come out with only two points In this group But the performance levels were different And I know Hugh's not that into that But the Celtic fans would be more critical than they are now Clearly that, that's all we've learned from this group Is that there's not been any damage in, in the eyes of them Or certainly the ones that phone this show anyway Not at all And I think that I mean 
Hughes at one end of the scale Tam's absolutely at the other end of the scale I get that and I'm probably somewhere in Tam's the middle Tam's got Celtic with 13 points Absolutely and, and going through and, and that's it I mean you're through to the last stages the, the knockout stages but what I would say is I don't think it was bad luck I think it yeah, was of course you, not. you create these chances and in these games you have to take them you can't keep missing them I go on something that Hugh said also Hugh's talking about huge events dictate things but also small events can change things as well Taking a chance Taking a goal Could these results This is where I'm a wee bit more on Tam's side Could if these chances had went in Could the result have been different Yes it could have But it is Shoulda coulda woulda You know So I'm kind of in the middle But I wouldn't say bad luck I would say you have to have a look at it And you need to be better When these chances come along Because it's not just one You know You get one Sometimes you take something But when you're getting three Four Every game, there has to be a percentage or a better percentage that goes in. Uh, thank you, Tam. 0141951 1025. Um, if Tam like, hadn't come from Clyde Bank, he could have been from Bermuda. <laughs> you know, but he's hung up his away, he's in the huff, he's, he's gone. But anyway, 13 that, points. What went wrong? What happened to those 11 points? Uh, let's bring in Derek as a Rangers fan. What's on your mind, Derek? Guys, how are we? I have actually had to just pull my car over this. I nearly crashed with Tam saying it was a miracle that Celtic didn't go through. Yeah, I think the guys agreed that was a bit of a stretch. We've all been there, or maybe not. Anyway, my, my point, I've got a couple of points. One in VAR just at the end, if you'd let me come back. But one make it the snappy group. then, we're nearly out of time, but carry on. Celtic um, in this group, that they've turned into the best losers in the world. You know, the, the, we've lost better than you type scenario, which I think, if you look at Celtic's performance last year in Europe when they get knocked out three competitions, and then obviously they've knocked into this and they failed to win as well. I think it's quite embarrassing. And then you look at their celebrations when they score a goal, 5-0 down again. I think it shows a lot of mentality that Celtic fans seem to be happy with that, which is fine. My point is, had Celtic, and this is all hypothetical, and I know, I'm actually going to agree with you actually for a wee bit here, which is very unfamiliar, but had Celtic been in Rangers' group, which I think is a group of death, we can all agree on that, I don't think Celtic would have actually got any points either. And if you look at Rangers to go into Celtic's group, on the realm of probability for last year, when we beat Leipzig at Ibrox, we might have got something off Shakhtar home and away. We would have maybe, potentially, possibly done more than two points with Celtic done. So I think it's been kind of hyperventilated mm. how bad... See, just specific, specifically on Rangers, Derek, right? Because, look, this, this comparison between the two back and forward, and you're right to an extent, see if you're in different groups, it's, it's hard to compare. So to compare Rangers with Rangers... Are you, see, are you, you must be the only Rangers fan who's making the comparison that you think you would have beat Leipzig this season because you did last season. You think Rangers would have beat Leipzig this season, given where Rangers are at? Forget Celtic. Given where Rangers are at, you think Rangers would have beat Leipzig? Again, that's hypothetical. I know, but you've but you floated it as a, a what did, I don't know what you called it, a, a distinct possibility, I think. It was something along those lines. Forget Celtic. Based on where are Rangers anywhere near the level that they were when they beat Leipzig last season? Oh, they were when they beat PSV. So, so yes, they have reached that level this season. Derek, on the one hand, you've just said to Gordon, that's hypothetical. And you begin your call by saying, if Celtic had been in our group, that's hypothetical and nothing to do with anything. You were in your group, you were hopeless, and you're now the worst ever group stage competitors until you find somebody even worse. Celtic, in their group, and we could argue all day, Tam thinks that Celtic should be 13 points and we're desperately unlucky not to get 13 points, which is nonsense. But you're both 
Celtic and Rangers fans, you're both going to have to understand something. There are no hypotheticals. The games were played. You didn't win enough. You won none at all. Celtic won none at all either, but at least got two draws. So you're just going to have to go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, and be a new day. Oh, Kenny, I feel like there's a lot of arguing against points that aren't actually being made. Because again, see when Derek says that Rangers had a really, really tough group, find me someone who doesn't agree with that. And actually, I'm not saying you'd accept a zero points total. You're hoping to nick something somewhere. Rangers fans probably deep down know that coming fourth isn't a massive surprise. But again, to go back to them, what we said about Celtic, there's the 90 minutes, there's the bit that you use with your eyes. And most fans, not Derek, just wanted them to do better. Wanted them to land a punch. No one's denying that it was an extremely tough group. Where Rangers stand in that group is 434. That's why they're in pot four. That's why these teams have got I mean, massive European pedigree, these three teams. It was, a, it was a real tough group. I'm looking, maybe one tougher, I think, Bayern and Barca is probably, well, it's, I would say that's maybe ever so slightly tougher. But Rangers, had it was the next toughest group that they could have got. So where they finished in the group is probably where they should have finished. However, they should have performed better because like Derek said... The team could perform against a very, very good Leipzig team last year. And, and went PSV away, at the start, as he mentioned. And PSV, who have just beat Arsenal last week, or the week before. And uh, and Dortmund, away. You know, so the team's capable of performance. What I would say, Derek, is the team is nowhere near that level at the moment. And had they been in Celtic's group, they might have got a point, and they might not have. But they're not performing. And against those teams, it's highly, highly unlikely that you're going to get results when you're playing like that. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. I think this is a good time to take a breath and play Beat the Pundit. Don't you agree? 01419511025. What a couple of weeks it's been. That was another victory for the listeners last night. It's almost as if it's up to you two every week at the moment to save face a little bit. Well, we're up to it. You're up for the challenge. 01419511025. Hypothetically, we're up to it. Uh, if Hugh gets all the questions right He'll get 10 out of 10 So let's see how it goes If you want to play Beat the Pundit Call before 7 And you could be up next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans Are here 01419511025 False advertising from me I said we would hear from Ange Postacoglu Well we will now uh, as soon as we play Beat the Pundit Some interesting stuff about What specifically Celtic need to do To give them a chance Of doing better Of improving on the two points That Hugh Keevans has been pointing out That they got Of uh, trying to get closer To some of the other teams um, Going forward in the Champions League So we'll hear those thoughts As soon as we finish this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online the Scottish Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time How are we sitting this week? I know it was a defeat for Mark Wilson last night It was terrible Is it two each? Oh, it's oh, two no. each All comes down to tonight To see who wins the week Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller Have been pretty good at saving the Fridays in recent weeks And tonight, one of them uh, Will take on Chloe from Helensborough How's it going, Chloe? Hi You alright? Yeah, I'm doing alright Now, do you know, Chloe, that Hugh went his uh, honeymoon to Helensborough? So you're, you're linked You two If it's to be The battle There you are uh, is that, that is right isn't it I've Absolute, remembered that properly Absolutely true Yes Here's Kenny International jet setter Helensborough for the honeymoon <laughs> Incredible Anyone there to help you out Chloe? 
Yeah, my mum's here helping me. What's her name? It's Elaine. Brilliant. Chloe and Elaine, I am rooting for you. Absolutely no doubt. I don't care what these two think. So heads, it will be Hugh. And tails, it will be Kenny. The good thing is, if it is Hugh, we'll send him to Helensborough to hand deliver the ball. And he can relive the honeymoon. He still can't drive. You'll need to get. How, how did you get down there for the honeymoon? Was it a trade? Chauffeur train down? Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, anyway, heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it is Kenny. And it is It's the big Helensborough derby Ooh. It's Chloe and Elaine Versus Hugh Keevans So What we do in this instance Is we Give Hugh some Clyde 2 To listen to And um, I was going to say He might be listening to his first dance song But I don't think we've got anything That goes back that far uh, So Chloe Elaine 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And just pass if you don't know Okay Yep Good stuff Let's go Your 30 seconds starts now Who captained Rangers In the 2008 UEFA Cup final Uh, pass Who's the only Ukrainian To ever play for Celtic Pass Who won the Premiership Player of the Month For October today uh, Cholak Which Scotsman scored In the Europa League Last night uh, Pass Vladimir Weiss I've already started So you're fine to answer Vladimir Weiss Was on loan at Rangers In 2010 From which English Team Definitely. Okay. okay let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us Are you alright I can Right is Hugh Booking another ticket To Helensborough Or not Let's find out Hugh Same questions to you Ready Okay Who captained Rangers In their 2008 UEFA Cup final Barry Ferguson Who is the only Ukrainian To ever play for Celtic Pass Who won the Premiership Player of the Month For October today Cholak Which Scotsman Scored in the Europa League Last night Kieran Tierney Vladimir Weiss Was on loan At Rangers in 2010 From which English team um, Man City And which sports company Have been Aberdeen's Kit supplier Since 2011 Adidas Come on You're asking a guy That only Shops and <laughs> I don't know Fruit of the loom To answer that question He might even have Got it right Uh Chloe, Elaine, how was it? Is it more nerve-wracking when you're on? Yeah. I, know, I can imagine. And I, I, By the way, all I'd rather do is imagine. I don't like to be in that position. I like to read the questions with the comfort of having the answers in front of me. Uh, Barry Ferguson was the answer to question one, so Hugh goes 1-0 up. Who's the only Ukrainian to ever play for Celtic? Is it a goalkeeper? No. I'll give you a clue. He played against Celtic for a Ukrainian team this season. Did he actually? I know he missed the second game. Did he play the first one? I think he did. Marian Shved. Oh Yeah Now it's Shakhtar Donetsk We've got a million wingers As Brendan Rodgers said Exactly Who's he Or words to that effect When he signed Um, Antonio Cholak Well done Chloe and Elaine You got that one on the board He was the player of the month To be specific That was for September and October It was a joint award Because of the international break And the postponement Around the death of the Queen We only had a couple of games In September So September and October Antonio Cholak So it's 2-1 to Hugh At this point He did however Get Kieran Tierney Scored in the Europa League did you see that shirt pull? Yeah See that? So answer me this Because you know Kieran Tierney loves to have his shirt tucked in He's a bit old school like that How was the front of his shirt ripped off To the extent where you could see the man's nipples But it was still tucked in <laughs> How does that happen? It's tucked in that tight Has he got it like sewn on? Is it like a onesie that he wears? Uh, anyway it was Kieran Tierney 3-1 to Hugh Was this a guess Vladimir Vice Man City? It was absolutely a guess Got it right Oh 
Unbelievable Wow Un- I mean Chloe what chance you got If the guy's guessing them And getting them right 4-1 And he even got Aberdeen's kits the, the guy's never worn An Adidas piece of clothing In his life And he's got it right So 5-1 To Hugh Keevans I'm afraid Well Chloe do you know what It's good news Look at it this way You won't have to welcome Hugh Keevans back to your hometown again So every cloud eh <laughs> Thanks for taking part Thanks, Thanks Chloe Brilliant Well done Chloe and Elaine See Got to pluck up the bravery To come on And take on the big dogs Hugh Keevans She's shown no mercy Just no. I think I've, I've won about three or four In the spin you know what I think your record's good yeah. yeah I think your record's good DL, Wilson, Bartley Could all learn a thing or two from you If I'd taken my chances early on You could have got ten there the table, You would have got ten there If you had answered ten questions yeah. No you wouldn't have Because you got marriage fed wrong But never mind 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB right? I did say we were going to hear from Ange Postacoglu earlier And now we will um, Ask today you know, Quite specifically What what can Celtic do then To, to get better As we've been talking about wh- Where they are all night Clearly not going to be able to compete with Real Madrid But is there, is there something what, What's next What's the next step And here's what he had to say about Being agile Aggressive in the transfer market Selling at the right time All that sort of stuff when I talk about being agile, that you know, we've got to really be open-minded about these things, and, and always without you know uh, putting pressure on on individuals or, or or us forcing people out. I think there's a natural evolution of these things where the timing is right, and I think if the timing is right, if we've done our sort of planning correctly, we won't be in fear of letting someone go because we've already planned for that, and uh, I think that has to happen. Uh, again, if you look at all the clubs our size who have done well um, at Champions League level, by done well I mean make an impact. Obviously, not um, you know necessarily winning the competition. All of them have some constants in that they're always in the Champions League, and they've always got an aggressive trading model. You know that's how you make up ground. You know, and um, yeah, for us to be that sort of football club, we have to be the same. Don't think it has to be a case of right or wrong. Believe it or not. Um, more, He's clearly thought more, it through Yeah, more to do with being, I found that interest And I was there I was in the room today Because And maybe this shows what I know I always assumed that the The answer to that would be That you Keep the same squad together For a couple of years And then They all get experience You've got continuity You've got consistency And therefore you, you should get better But actually it's the complete opposite Ange Postacoglu Effectively saying today This squad Needs to keep changing It might need to keep changing quickly Some of the other stuff he said was You know this might be difficult for fans Who've got their favourites But they might need to move on And if if the time is right You can't be scared to To sort of To chop and change I find that quite, quite first, fascinating First point I'd make Is that he brought them in He brought in Giacomacus And O'Reilly And Tatati And Jota And Kyogo uh, And If he thinks that he can find better Then that's his decision to take Fans You're absolutely right Will have A tremendous affection For all of the players I've just mentioned uh, But I thought When Jota scored His free kick At uh, the Bernabeu He celebrated Like a man who thought This will look Really good for me You know <laughs> uh, So You know Jota would be Up near the top Of the list Of those who Would move out Under Ange's strategy Obviously Matt O'Reilly Has been sensational And drawn a lot Of attention to himself So The fans Adore Ange Postacoglu They're going to have to Trust In his judgement On this matter But as I say I think he's thought it through He's clearly looked at Teams of a similar stature To Celtic And thought 
It works for them I can make it work for Celtic That was the bit I found Again quite interesting Kenny Because I must admit I've not looked in Detail as to what And I don't know who he means specifically Because let's be honest Celtic don't need to be looking to Real Madrid Or Liverpool or Napoli or whoever for Inspiration Because it's just not It's just not comparable But Angie's take on it Is that the so-called smaller teams Who make an impact in the Champions League Firstly they get there Year on year but secondly, they, they, they turn over players and, and they're, they're quick at you know, moving pieces around. Uh, see, <clears throat> see, be honest, it's no rocket science. You know, mm. teams that are the, 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 the smaller teams that Andrew's referring to, if their players are performing and competing in yep. the Champions League, the reality is the bigger teams are going to come and take them. Andrew's is very, very clever with his words. He, he, he's, he doesn't just open his mouth and let his belly rumble. He's going to know that Jota's, O'Reilly's, Hatati's, are going to be drawing the attention of, of other teams. Is he trying to prepare the Celtic fans for, for that time, if, if, for when that time comes? Absolutely. Another thing is, it's not that easy to, to go and you can do all the preparation you want, but it's not as easy just to go and find these players because if it was, everybody would be doing mm. it. But the model that he's talking about is absolutely spot on. He knows Celtic are going to have to move players on. And when he's saying the right time, the right time is when the money that they value their player is on the table. Mm. Irrespective of who it is, if they feel it's right, right, you know what? We've got the 15 million you want or the 25 million you want for Jota. Right, we need to move on because you know what? We've got this guy, this guy, this guy waiting to go come in the building. Uh, let's bring in Dougie, who's, well, this is quite a tale. He's from Airdrie, but he's in Munich. That's a bit of a contrast, Dougie. What are you doing over there? Uh, drinking beer, Gordon. Why not? This is as good a pastime as any when you're in Munich. I think I still need to tell you to drink responsibly Whether you're here or not um, What are you thinking then about your team at the moment? You're a Celtic fan, yeah? Yeah, I am It's, it's a funny thing Because I, I, I listen to you And um, My take on it is like, We went into the Champions League With a, a method of playing And it was either going to be successful or not And up against some teams that were very successful We didn't take our chances last time Then you play against people that you know, uh, Real Madrid, and we gave them a game. You know, so the majority of Celtic fans that I know are delighted with the fact that we just played the way that we wanted to play. Yeah, we didn't get the result. We, we never thought we were going to get through to the group stages, but we've left an impression. People have thought that's a really good way to play, and so Welsh who is very, I, I'd say, very uh, analytical in terms of. We only got two points. Yeah, we get two points. But we had what a ride we had. You know, what what an experience we had, what a thrill we had been through that stage and going through that group. Um so I don't yeah, I, I accept we've been out. I accept we haven't made the Europe League. I don't care. We've had a ride, we've enjoyed ourselves, we've seen Celtic play the way that we want to see them play and not hid behind some sort of you know, let's let's have a you know, let's have a, a, a back six. Let's let's have that high block, whatever it may be. We've played the way we wanted to play. And yeah, we'll be unsuccessful this year. Doesn't mean we'll be unsuccessful next year. And so for me that that's something to be proud of. Do you think then no no but that's what well, everybody now knows that's listening that you you don't take the same hope from it as Dougie does. Fine, right. So again, I don't know if we can keep going round in circles. Whether you agree with the fact or not I'm sure you would now accept that most of the Celtic fans seem to be in the same hymn sheet on it. Ange Postacoglu sounds, you know, I'm not sure he's, I thought beats the right word, but content maybe, or saw the positives, whatever it is. Is that then 
Is that then beneficial when you now have to go back into the domestic game? Because we've come from a school of thought here in Scotland where if you get these heavy defeats in the Champions League, we asked Kenny the question about Rangers earlier, that it might bruise you. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a different level, it might damage your confidence and it might make you a bit fragile domestically. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen at Celtic based on the reaction that everyone's giving, albeit you disagree with it? Last time they played Dundee United, they took nine goals off them. I'm not suggesting for one moment they'll take nine off Dundee United at Celtic Park you tomorrow. You think will go double figures? But, no I don't. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what reaction, if any, follows the Bernabeu. And then uh, they're at Motherwell midweek. This season's peculiar because after... Dundee United, Motherwell and whoever Celtic play on November the 12th were going into hibernation for five weeks because of the World Cup. So what a pain. When we come out of that five-week period, it will be like starting a new season. Uh, so we'll need to reserve judgment on what happens mm. after the World Cup. Uh, in the short term, I know there's a lot of emotion for people going to the Bernabeu. I mean, I'm of an age... I was at Hampden Park when Real Madrid played Eintracht Frankfurt in the European Cup. I was a schoolboy at the European Cup final. Real Madrid became the most famous club for Scottish people. Mm-hmm. For Celtic to be in the Bernabeu uh, was a big thing for the supporters. I am not taking away from the, the trips abroad, the fun they've had, the selfies they've taken in the Santiago Bernabeu Stadium. Um, I'm just concerned that you you look at a 5-1 defeat in a way that I don't think is realistic from a football mm. perspective. And that's the thing, Kenny. Like we've, we've now fully understood Hugh's point on this and it's not to say he's not entitled to it, but whilst the Celtic fans clearly don't feel that way and Ange Postacoglu doesn't feel that way, you don't get what I was trying to say. You don't get the impression that the fans who are going to Celtic Park tomorrow, you don't get the impression that they're turning up here going... We better see a reaction Because rightly or wrongly They're not looking for that They don't feel that that That's into the equation I know a reaction for one I'll tell you what they would take The exact same performance again Against a far lesser opponent And they go and win that game Four or five That's exactly what they would want Create even more chances Because you're not playing Real Madrid in the Bernabeu And that's no disrespect to Dundee United To be honest It's just That's the level That Celtic could get to tomorrow If they get that level of performance And the interesting thing Tony Watts no Karim Benzema Is that that what you're trying to say? Listen I'm just saying Dundee United are no Real Madrid Sorry Tony So it's uh, And and you know what It feeds into The the point I made earlier That There's a narrative That surrounds Glasgow You know One team's always Again Last year was Absolute foreign To everybody in Glasgow Everybody was happy With their team's performance At the end of the season yeah Uh, Whereas now You've had two Celtic callers on, maybe even three actually, talking about how positive they are, having a go at Hugh about his statement and his and his factual statements. And you've had two Rangers fans on calling for the manager to leave. You know, whereas both of them have had really disappointing in Champions League campaigns. Celtic are sitting four points ahead. They're both in mm-hmm. the semi-final of the first domestic cup. Uh, and really, domestically, all, all's to play for. Mm-hmm. But Celtic have been performing to a certain level with the style, with this... Uh, idea that this is how we're going to play no matter who we play and Rangers have not been anywhere near the level that they're capable forget the level Celtic's at they're nowhere near the level that they're capable of getting at which is why a lot of fans are disgruntled on that side and you can I can fully understand why there is this positivity surrounding Celtic in the way they're so playing so no repeat of nine tomorrow you can put nah. producer Callum's fears to bed no I mean three points for Celtic absolutely but I wouldn't mm. expect that same. Hey, listen 
never say never, but it's, uh, I would I would not expect the same kind of the same kind of result. Thank you, Dougie. Enjoy Munich. Come back in one piece if you can. That was Dougie from Airdrie in Munich. We are going to go to Pitodry for team news and plenty more of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here They're not going to be happy with me But I'm giving them less time on the full-time teaser tonight Because kickoff is fast approaching at Pataudry Let's speak to Dave Galloway Thank you Gordon Well with these teams uh, meeting for the first time since Ryan Porteous incurred the wrath of Aberdeen boss Jim Goodwin That's sure to add a bit of extra spice To an already tasty looking fixture As two candidates for a top three place lock horns again Of course Goodwin will have to watch from the director's box here As his side battles to regain third place from Lee Johnson's Hibs who hold a one-point advantage following last weekend's impressive win over St Mirren coupled with the Dons thrashing by Rangers. Aberdeen make uh, the one change it's Coulson replacing McKenzie so it's Ruse in goals at the back McCrory, Stewart and Scales Ramadani will sit in front further forward Richardson, Barron, Clarkson and Coulson with Majowski and Duke in attack the subs for the Dons Lewis, McKenzie, Morris, Bissawin, Watkins, Duncan, Milne, Kennedy and Ramirez. Just the one change also for Hibs, it's McGuinness in for Boyle. Marshall is in goals. Back three, Porteous, Bushiri and Hamlin. Midfield, Cadden, Kenna, Newell and Cabraya with McGuinness and Henderson playing behind Kuharevic, the main man up top for the Hybies as the team just come to uh, onto the park now. A very decent atmosphere here. Plenty noise being made. The substitutes uh, for Hibs, Dabrowski, Tavares, Stephen Mitchell, Melkerson, Yuan, McGregor, Fish and Campbell and the match referee here at Pataudry, David Monroe. I mean, a big game, Hugh Evans, two of our bigger clubs. You throw into the mix the fact that they are right next to each other in the league, separated by a point, and as if it needed any more, Ryan Porteous, Jim Goodwin, he's got all the ingredients. Well, it's in Lee Johnson's favour because I think you know he knows that if he wins up there, Four point lead over Aberdeen The Aberdeen fans won't take kindly to A home defeat on the back of a going over From Rangers So I would suggest it's a mm. As big a night for Jim Goodwin as it is for Lee Johnson Charles is an Aberdeen fan How do you feel about Aberdeen's chances tonight And general form at the moment Charles? Oh it depends but all depends If Hibs put up a fight If Hibs put up a fight uh, Aberdeen will get beat that's, because a bit, that's a bit pessimistic Things are going okay They're not no, they could be at the Dundee United scored four goals against Aberdeen. Had they scored that off season in the league, and they scored four against Aberdeen. Because Dundee United put up a fight, Aberdeen just sat back and let them. The same with Rangers last week. That's the worst I've ever seen us playing against Rangers. And Derek McInnes, I, I was not happy with Derek McInnes gets sacked because they never supported him. Derek McInnes is a great manager for Aberdeen. He got us into Europe every year. Aberdeen fans, a lot of Aberdeen fans are respecting there, but. How could you? How could Derek McInnes do anything with Tell McKenna and Cosgrove and get any money? Derek McInnes get a player from St Johnston and loan. It couldn't get in the St Johnston team. So that that chairman is no good for Aberdeen. I see. That was me doing that naive thing from a distance, saying, "Well, look, fourth place, a point off third, a game in hand, and in the cup semi-finals, things are okay." Charles says, "No, it's, it's he's not happy." 
He's went back a wee bit, obviously, about the, about the Dale McInnes time as well, whereas, I mean, I tend to agree, I mean, I mean Dale's a wonderful manager for Aberdeen. The, the getting into Europe every year, obviously, was aided by the fact that at one point, Hibs, Hearts and Rangers were all out of the top flight, uh, then Rangers and Hibs, and then just Hibs. So there's been circumstances that allowed Aberdeen to do that, but coming back up uh, for the first year, I was actually at Rangers, Aberdeen finished second still as well. Mm-hmm. So Dell done a wonderful job, no doubt within Scotland. He's, he's a, a top manager. Knows The, the, the th- thing about Dell at Aberdeen was that he had had that length of time. So see that continuity and stability that I think every every manager needs. He had that. He knew exactly what he had at his disposal. He knew the club. He knew the people within the club. He was building squads every other year to to go and be competitive when you make that change when you see now there's been two or three managers since it's uh, it just all that work hard work can get undone I, mean, I think what I would say Jim is is trying to do that rebuilding job at the moment and they're sitting in a wonderful position at the moment with a chance to go third tonight in fairness Charles says that the, the board didn't back Derek McInnes they did because in his seven years as the manager you get one trophy and uh, they, they kept faith with him and I think even Derek McInnes would tell you that he, he realised he was coming to the end of his shelf life at Pataudry. What's happened since then, and Charles again makes reference to uh, Dave Cormack, the owner of the club, uh, they made a mistake with Stephen Glass and then had to talk the way out of that one. Uh, and they put a lot of faith in Jim Goodwin. Um, and that's why I think a lot rests on this game tonight for Jim Goodwin because Charles and the other Aberdeen supporters, he's quite right to bring up four goals Dundee United four goals Rangers going on six or seven uh, a defeat for Aberdeen tonight would be the cause of uh, questions being asked what's success this season then Charles what's, what does success look like well uh, it's, I think uh, Derek McKenna Shield's never been sacked and they never give them support I still don't think They give them support oh, I, I get that But look There's no much we, Hugh Evans has got many talents Time travelling is not one of them if, if we talk about The current situation Which you're not happy with You're not happy with the form I'm not trying to catch you out I'm just curious What would you consider To be a successful season This season what do you, What's your aim? Well the aim is Compete with Rangers or Celtic Well that'll never happen uh, There's no way That Aberdeen will uh, Compete to Win the title That's just off and if you're wonder, and if you're wondering why, see Giovanni Van Bronckhurst as to why Rangers yeah. can't compete with yeah, Liverpool and Napoli, etc. No one, no one, as far as I can see, no one out with Celtic and Rangers will ever again win the title here, uh, because the financial imbalance is so great. A successful season for Aberdeen for me would be if they were to beat Rangers in the semi-final of. The Premier Sports mm. Cup that will now become the Via Play Cup or whatever. Mm. Uh, if they were, if they got a trophy, that would be a wildly successful yeah. season for Aberdeen. See if you're, I know it's the night for hypotheticals. If you finish top four and get to a semi final, can Aberdeen do much more than that? Now, don't be smart. I know that third is better <laughs> than fourth, right? But if Aberdeen were to finish top four. And get to a semi-final with when you've obviously your massive underdogs against Rangers or Celtic. It's not brilliant. It's not going shout from the rooftops. Please don't release a DVD. But is it palatable for the Aberdeen fans? And it's not a trophy, which can be achieved when you're an Aberdeen, you're a Hibs, or you've like you've seen even with St Johnston. It's absolutely as viewed on from the football club as a success. And I'm probably, in my opinion, when a, any club in our country set out. Some clubs will be looking to privately just stay in the league. Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of clubs Hibs Hearts Aberdeen Even Dundee United I would say Potentially maybe even Motherwells When they set out At the start of the season Their manager's remit Will be Top six For maybe some teams For Aberdeen Hearts and and, uh, and Hibs Will be Europe, Europe yeah. Will be Cup semi-finals That'll be their remit Anything else in that Will be a bonus mm-hmm. Uh, and Hugh's right They're never going to compete With Rangers and Celtic But they're in a semi-final Of the, of the Premier Sports Camp They're sitting with an opportunity Tonight to go third If the season was to finish there Then I think it would be Jim Goodman would have Ticked the boxes That he would have been given At the start of his job Okay thank you Charles I was going to say enjoy the game But I don't know if that's on the the horizon for you at the moment That was Charles in Wisher 01419511025 Right I'm not giving you long tonight at all um, My apologies I'm looking for Now the SPL era Remember that Hugh? I'm sure you do 1998 to 2013 Is what the, you know the SPL era Can you name the 10 players Who scored 3 or more hat-tricks In that time 3 or more hat-tricks in the SPL era So 98 To 2013 Boyd Yeah Just the 7 for him Chris Sutton No Actually Henrik, He only got 12 So he obviously was 12, a bit out okay, of form yeah. During some of that time That's the top 2 obviously Larson and Boyd John Hartson And he's third with 5 uh, Griffiths No Because he just scored most of his goals after. Post yep. Yep. SPL era that's a good start though Larson, Boyd, Hartson I'm impressed that you've got the top three Pretty much in order Alan Thompson? No Yep, I got three You did? Well done, I was wondering how long Was just it exactly I was three? I just double checking well, was Or was it more? St Mirren, there was Hibs There was Kamarnock It was three, three Well yep. done Okay, we'll leave it there Kenny Miller It's a bit easier when you are one of the answers to the teaser uh, Kenny Miller He's pal Chris Boyd Henrik Larsson and John Hartson So we're looking for 10 players who scored 3 or more hat-tricks In the SPL era Which was 98 to 2013 And by the way This was from Chesney in Coatbridge He says uh, Please give me the shout-out Of course, if you send the question in The least we can do, Chesney Is give you the shout-out um, So there we are Thanks to Chesney Full-time at Clyde1 Is uh, where he sent it Full-time at Clyde1.com uh, I should say So early doors Five minutes gone Aberdeen nil Hibs nil Duke is always lively um, But he met some Stiff defence uh, From the visitors On that occasion Comarnock Livy Play tonight Our big pal Marvin Martin Marcus Call him <laughs> what you want uh, He'll be in the away dugout there That one doesn't kick off Until 7.45 uh, So a bit later uh, For that one Is it El Plastico Is that what they call that yeah. These days Between those two <laughs> Brilliant Um I mean I noticed Stange Postacoglu And to be fair I don't think he was being That critical But he just said That the plastic pitch Didn't agree with Cameron Carter-Vickers And that's why He missed the Real game But David Martindale Quick to point out Okay Well where'd the Celtics B team play then On plastic And where's all my injuries If if my team plays on There we go Never change Scottish football I I remain consistent It should not be part Of top class football Right, I'll tell you what we'll do We will take a breather here We will get the answers to the teaser next We'll take more of your calls Here's one for you, right? Because it's been neglected a bit this week Uh, See if any news happens midweek When we've got big Champions League games on It's almost hard to get round to it So it's been neglected So I'm going to put a a tomorrow spin on it Celtic v Dundee United And Tony Watt will play He'll be available Despite being sent off With the assistance of VAR last week It then gets appealed and he wins the appeal And he'll now be available 
to play against Celtic tomorrow. What does that say for VAR? And Stephen Robinson, maybe he was watching the Bernabeu during the week as well, he's not happy at all about the handball rule and the way it's implemented and all that sort of stuff. Will we get more controversy on that front this weekend? If you've got any thoughts on them, now would be a good time to get them in and we'll listen to your thoughts next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here 0141 Eleven got in fact more than that Nearly 13 gone Aberdeen nil Hibs nil And just kicking off uh, In what are we uh, Two minutes I would say For Kilmarnock against Livingston So keep you up to speed there uh, Quickly on the teaser then During the SPL era 98 to 2013 Can the pundits or listeners name the 10 players who scored three or more hat-tricks during that time. So you've got Henrik Larsson, just the 12 for him. Chris Boyd with seven, John Hartson with five, and our very own Kenny Miller got his own name on the teaser with three. Uh, Gary Hooper. Brilliant, well done. He's got three as well. Rooney? No. Um, By Negri? No, no, actually no. A bit trickier now. I mean, there's a couple that... Novo? No Purcell No <laughs> I think there's one that you've <clears throat> There's a couple like for instance that Probably did sc- This guy managed to squeeze a few in in that era But you probably I don't know why You maybe think of him as being more recent than that But he, he did he, he, if he, he came on the scene quite early doors Before that He played at similar time to the likes of Hooper Commons? No, no, but again, we're in the right yeah. era then. We're in the right ballpark. So would have been a teammate of his, albeit he, you know, he's he's, pl- he's played for a couple of clubs up here. Stokes. Yes. See, I see. I, I had. I've got his written down, but it's no. Was no? He scored three in a row at Falkirk. That's right. It was Falkirk, something like that. Yeah. So that would have been that yeah. era. I think he got four overall. So that would make sense. All right. It doesn't have to be a Celtic Rangers player. Does no, it? it does not. In fact, you've it got is uh, John Sutton there. He is not oh. He is not But Louis Moult No Again wrong era But you're not a million miles away You're warm If you're if you're on that I mean I I of all people I can on see the road I can see the road you're trying. going down Now I must admit I don't know how many of these Were scored specifically for Motherwell But this guy was definitely a Motherwell goal scorer mm. Don't make me drop my biggest clue of all About what he did on a night out after it, winning the oh, player of the year. Oh, Higdon. Michael Higdon. Right, so where are we? You've got one, two, three, four, you've got five, you've got six, you've got seven, you've got three to get. One is a former. Well, in fact, one never played for either of the old firm. And the other two. Oh, it's Scatchel, did, did you get any? No. no. Oh, there we are. Ah, should have known. We've just had a message in. Good to see the St. Mirren COO is listening. Keith Lasley, straight in. Higgy, he says <laughs> on the, the text he's just sent in. Um, you said anything nasty about St Mirren tonight? No, not a thing. Good to you, Kenny. Not, not oh, a right, thing. I would clear. never say anything nasty about St Mirren at the moment. Yeah, we're never say anything nasty about Lions. I actually think I was about to play a clip of Stephen Robinson. Spooky that Keith Lazard oh. then gets in touch. Right, let's quickly bring in Ross, um, who's an East Coast bride. How's it going, Ross? Yeah, it's good. What's your point tonight? Um, my point was more or less about the, the Tony Watt incident when I seen that on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. The gap in the uh, you have to excuse me, sorry, I'm in a man versus um, back class, uh, back class here. I'm just, uh, there'll be a lot of boys running here. 
Quite um, right Ross Good I'm glad somebody's putting an effort in While the three of us stand around Doing nothing Good <laughs> on you uh, right, so what, 90 minutes, so that's okay <laughs> What um, about this Tony Watt thing then? So Tony Watt When I seen it um, the other day I'm not a bad United fan I'm a Hearts fan But um, certainly um, When I seen it on Twitter the other day And even slowed down You could see that They never even touched them And there was no intent to touch them either um, I don't get why referees aren't seeing this in the same way that supporters can see this. Um, that that that's not even, as far as I'm concerned, that's not even a yellow. Shouldn't have been a red, certainly. And it's going to, it's caught, VAR seems to be costing more um, than it's actually solving these days. And if you look at the Champions League over the last couple of nights, some of the decisions are just ludicrous. You wonder if they're watching the same game as us. Yeah, I mean, this one is a. Uh... It's a history maker I don't know if you want to oh. call it that This one's different Look, We've argued about different decisions on VAR But let's remind ourselves what happens here The referee at the time Says play on Tony Watts challenge goes in Play on The VAR says you might want to take a look at this So he does He goes over And he sends him off But an appeals panel then looks at that During the week And says that that's wrong And the red card doesn't stand oh. I think it happened to Aston Villa Didn't it a couple of weeks ago that's the, not great. They, it's not great, is it? It doesn't. That doesn't look great. No, when no. that happens. Uh, given that the slogan was minimum interference, maximum benefit. Well, we've had maximum interference and minimum mm. benefit on, that on one. this one, yeah. yeah. Uh, because the referee let the machine think for him. Because as he's sent to look at it, he's thinking, "I've made a boop here," so he, he thinks he's correcting a mistake. His mistake was showing a card at all. I don't think there was. A yellow card in it Far less a red one uh, But VAR's rubbish We've had the We've had the We've had the women uh, During the week And it doesn't matter Male, female, whatever As a referee The lady at the Bernabeu Had a shocker And VAR Didn't help her either uh, Because she's gone over And looked at the Incident involving Matt O'Reilly And mm. awarded A ridiculous penalty Without uh, splitting hairs Too late in the show though and this will open up a whole other can of worms Which Stephen Robinson's been talking to about today Is that is that a flaw of VAR Or is that actually just more about the handball rule And how pernickety it is nowadays And how it can be open to different interpretations In different places you, you, I think 50% one, 50% the other um, You know, the, the, the rule uh, gives players no chance whatsoever As Joe Hart put it so succinctly What is Matt O'Reilly supposed to do? Chop his arm off uh, but then the referee goes to look at it on a screen mm-hmm. and and comes to the conclusion that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm afraid, in, and I'll confine my remarks to our country. I'm afraid VAR will be a disaster here. Um, I'll I, I I mean you can't argue with the Tony what the optics of that don't look great, Kenny. I think it's it's still important to not only remember the bad stuff. I mean, there's been a number of goals that have stood. Correctly Or being ruled out correctly On offsides That presumably We wouldn't have got right Without VAR So it's important to notice That it is having a positive impact But when something like that Tony Watt one comes along You just It's sort of It's hard to You know It negates a lot of the good stuff And why it does that Is because You think VAR should be Clearing up the obvious stuff You know The concern for me is That there's been A referee who's checked a screen And there's been VAR referees Who actually think That that's a red card and you know, I'm sure they'll have some kind of language that uh, is no relevant to the uh, uh, to the situation. But I, 
I've seen now two in the last two weeks. One at one uh, Ibrox right, for, for Morgan Boys, mm-hmm. a Livingston player, and one for Tony Watt, where a lot's been made of a still picture. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't judge a yellow card, red card, or whatever based on the still Boom. picture. Boom. You need to look at it in real time. Yes, you need to look at You need to actually really look where the contact is. Tony Watt was very little contact. Oh, Tony oh. Watt has taken his foot away for the situation. And I, I tend to agree with you. I don't even think it was a yellow. No. Of all the things to happen, and it happened a few minutes ago at Pataudry, Ryan Portis <laughs> went down, and I think he's been done out of a penalty. I thought he was impeded. He was pushed in the back. Mm. They had to look at it, though. You saw yeah. the, the finger in the ear. But well, but while we're on the subject of VAR, somebody's had a look at that and thought, nah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, all right, teething problems. Mm-hmm. The secretary, the chief executive, rather, of the SFA, Ian Maxwell, saying it could be horrendous for three months. My fear is it will be horrendous mm. Full stop I must admit though I think it's important We still remember And I'm, I've been banned From using that S word You all know the one About how it's an opinion Based yeah. decision Because that's still Important And let's not fall into The trap of thinking That if a decision Because Tony Watts Is different here Remember This is about the procedure And what's happened In the appeal but Let's not get tricked Into thinking that Because a decision That we Whoever it may be Disagree with the, the, the full thing's then a shambles Because you've said You actually don't think Boys should have been sent off At Ibrooks. Yeah David Martindale The living manager Says he's got no problem with it You've got two people Both of you in here In fact and Ross Don't even think Tony Watt Should have been booked And Correct. yet Open up social media There's still a whole host of people Who think Red Card was right So Let's not fall into the trap of Because we personally disagree With the decision Of blaming that all on VAR I think that's 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 unfair Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson Because let's link all of this Because um, Ross is right He he doesn't get it And because of the way that's played out Tony Watt is available now uh, To play at Celtic Park tomorrow That's the relevance of that Here's what St Mirren boss Stephen Robinson He was You know because there's been a lot of handballs recently Hasn't there You look at um, Michael Smith Anyone remember that There wasn't much said about that one was there oh. At the Tynecastle um, Rangers got one against Aberdeen last week Then Livy got one against them against Celtic. Celtic had a couple against them in the Champions League. Here's Stephen Robinson's take. Been six penalties in twelve games that we've given away. Three have been the first goal as well for handball, which is the most ridiculous rule in football. People are complaining about VAR, but VAR is only looking at these handballs. Who makes these rules is incredible, incredible. But um, you know, is the things that we can control or individual errors we can control, and um, we have to stop trying to concede concede penalties, which is difficult because it hits your fingertip now. And it's a penalty Again Kenny Just for our own sanity An important distinction You can blame VAR of course But it's a hand in hand No pun intended Thing here VAR's It's just a chance to look at it again The handball rule is what's causing the problem Absolutely is And I think the language that surrounds the handball rule uh, Again it's changed numerous times over the years uh, Is not clear It's not uh, I don't even think it's applicable it's that half the half the ones. These natural uh, statements. What's natural to one's no natural to the other. Everybody runs different. Everybody reacts to a situation different. So you can't use that terminology. Again, it is the ruling, and it is the people that are coming up with the ruling. How do they fix it? This is the this is the thing. It's how does it mm-hmm. get fixed? Because there's one answer which I've gave numerous times, which 
does become a little bit ridiculous as well. A handball's a handball. Yeah. You know, that's it. So all these penalties would have been penalties. But you just know, draw a blanket but, line. But 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 you can't do that because yeah, it's hard to enforce then, isn't it? Plus you can't also tell only one guy on the planet knows when it's been a deliberate handball or not. And it's the guy that's mm. made I think I've only seen one so far. It was a younger making a wonderful save for St. Mirren. You know, so I just think that there's so much this is a situation of VAR let's say it's not VAR VAR's, VAR's looking at the incident this is what we'll be continuing to discuss over the course mm. of the season and the, and the seasons ahead do you know what you know I've got a goal flash on a Saturday afternoon I've got a wee button that I press I've got a VAR button now for tomorrow oh. So if nothing else tune in tomorrow for that <laughs> um, and I'm sure if it gets a bit annoying after a while I'll just stop the Aberdeen using it. goalkeeper incidentally just made a sensational save from uh, it was a standard save uh, it was straight at him he'll look listen, at it right above his head put hey, it anyway you two are out of time so you need to quickly give me some answers on this teaser a couple more who've got three or more hat-tricks in the SPL era 98 to 2013 how far back are we going for one of them 98 to 2013 Michael Moles uh, no you're probably going about maybe just before that actually round about that night round about that time so if you're talking In fact He must have squeezed a couple in Because he can't have been here For much longer than Much longer than that Scored a very significant Scottish Cup final goal Around the start of that era Lovencrans Rod Wallace Yes Rod Wallace uh, Right what about We're watching Well There's Aberdeen Hibs is on tonight What about Aberdeen The season that we're heading into It's getting a bit chilly out there Oh, Winters Robbie Winter. Winters uh, And former Rangers Hearts Kilmarnock Lafferty No I mean like way oh, back early, Way back Rangers I need to put you out your misery Gary McSwiggan Gary Wow Back tomorrow yeah. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson Gordon DL In the studio Big games happening And GBX up next